Hey, everybody, if you're kicking it with us here on YouTube, uh, you watched our new sponsor video, which is from Battle Bling. Uh, we had a bit of a uh, collaboration talk here on the weekend, so they're going to be sponsoring the channel with some uh, re really neat little goodies from sample boxes from Titanicus, Age of Darkness, the Titanic bases, uh, nameplates, all sorts of stuff that you can get available from their store. And if you're following us on Patreon, thank you, Dustin and Frederick, uh, you actually get access to our discount code, our exclusive discount code. So uh, if you are interested, check out the links in the description and uh, we'll jump right into some sweet, sweet uh, hobby progress. You are getting hit with a triple threat, myself, Andy, of course, and we've got Arthur. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah. So, you know, these days I think I prefer to go by uh, Farseer Zoe now that we're back on that Eldar train. Hyper 40k. There you go. There you go. We're going to be chatting all about the uh, Warzone Winterfront uh, event that just uh, finished up here over the weekend. It was our first official multi system event for Trident where we were able to host a 40k RTT and a bolt action event which was uh pretty successful i have to say um before we get too carried away i guess hobby stuff uh what have you guys been doing hobby wise you guys been sloughing around like me or you guys been close to the grindstone because i've been doing fuck all i won't lie <laughs> andy you first i yeah i'll go first <laughs> uh no i just uh, still grinding away at the uh thousand suns Painting that red, getting the gold trim, too much trim, way too much trim. Not as much as the tr trim that Bill's had to paint in the recent. I was say only Chaos Space Marine players can yeah. complain about trim, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was starting to um, put on the colors for my heavy support team, my last cannons um, that usually don't last too long in a game. So, kind of sad to get them all painted up and then just wiped off the board. Um, other than that, uh, trying to get a couple more models together as well for the Thousand Suns. Uh, Magnus is going to finally be assembled and then, uh, painted. So that'll be fun. I got a couple other characters as well to do. Um, and then a couple other projects continuing on the, uh, the DAC for the, um, bolt action slow grow that is continuing on, which has actually been very, very, very successful. Three, we've had three uh, turnouts and completely full house at the uh, the local store. Um, I've actually haven't even played in in the three times that we've actually gotten together. So, which means it's really good. Um, so I'm very proud of that. Um, yeah, the Desert Force, and then a couple of other little tidbits here and there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And yourself, Arthur. You know what, man. Uh, at the start of the year, I set out to achieve some goals, and it was win one best painted, one best sportsman, and uh, and and one best general. And I'm proud to say we've we've checked one of those goals off. We have won a best painted so far this year. Right. And it's 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 February. It's February, boys. <clears throat> uh, that being said, we're going down to Calgary this weekend, so I've been hobbying like crazy to try to craft an Eldar Craft Worlds list and have it painted in the new Arcs Omen meta. So uh, I've got, I've been on a like a, a painting spree. Uh, six shining spears, some of the most beautiful models I've ever painted. Done. Six new Wind Rider jet bikes. Done. Six Shroud Runners. The Shroud Runners are wild. The new Ranger models are insanely detailed. Done. Jane's are done. A Falcon done. Freehand everywhere. It has been that. like nonstop. I said, Jen, don't bug me. <laughs> Work, don't bug me. <laughs> I have locked myself in the studio, and, and we're going right until Friday to get it down. So we're going down to Calgary. We're taking home some hardware. That's the plan. Very, Very nice. nice. Very nice. I noticed the freehand on your last uh, couple posts there. I was looking at your Falcon and had a flashback of some of the um, designs from the old uh, White Dwarfs with the crisscrossing weaves that you did on the one side of the falcon i was like nice he's doing some freehand i like it so 
You know well what? Done. That that Falcon kit is that same one you would have seen back in those GW design. Yep. This Hell kit is yeah. from the 90s, and it is still a great kit. Uh, even as I was building it, the build goes together in like 30 minutes. It's easy. Uh, and and it, it doesn't look like a kit from 1998, right? I can only imagine how, because I didn't game back in the 90s, how ecstatic gamers were and how much how, how awesome they probably thought these kits were back then, because they still kick ass. Yeah, uh, they were. They were awesome fancy. back then. Fancy, and then they came out with like vipers, and everybody was like, "Oh wow!" And then the the little war walker things too. Once they swapped them over from uh, pewter to plastic, it was oh, uh, yeah, quite the change. I bet Pretty cool. No doubt. But yeah, yeah, hobbies hobbies been full steam ahead, and that's going to continue here for a bit. Actually, I just you know this week is going to be uh, polishing stuff for the tournament, and then after that. I don't know. I, I I don't need any more models painted for my immediate Eldar list, so I have a bunch of stuff I need to finish, but we'll see where that that hobby ADD takes us. You still have the Tau? Yeah, so I still have the Tau, and that, that that's an option. It's about, you know, 60% painted. But now it's the nitty-gritty where, like, the hard stuff, like, the boring hard brushwork, not the fun stuff, like the, the blacking <laughs> out, the boring stuff, and then... Uh, you know the stuff that like no one's excited to do it's like the stuff that uh, on orcs that bill wanted to get commission painted like the belt buckles and the leather straps and the teeth and it's got to get done to get complete but yeah 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 i i approached arthur to do some commission painting for me and i uh, was promptly told no he would not waste his time painting belt buckles or boots and leather straps. Uh, yeah, he did the fun stuff. Yeah, I did. And I was like, I don't want to do this extra shit. This sucks. God, Bill, it's like the old days when we'd transfer over your tournament works. Oh, You'd my. You'd paint a portion and I'd oh, pay, paint the other portion. That was awesome. Shit. That was awesome. Yeah. Not working. And Bill's like, I need these painted. Here. And there's yeah. like 40 boys in your face. Yeah, I Jeez. took an early layoff and... This was years ago, and yeah, we ended up cranking out a full 1850-point work list back yep. in 5th edition. That was legit. You know what's funny? I was talking to someone at the tournament we had here, uh, Winter War, just this last weekend, and he said that there he has seen an increase in the amount of people playing Painted Armies. And I can't speak to how that has been in other systems. Like, I don't know, uh, paint technology and, and resources have gone a long way, especially with uh, like how much content there is on YouTube and some of the new technology like contrast paints. I can only speak to 40k. But what I have seen is since they have implemented the battle-ready rule, there are just simply more painted armies. Hmm. I like, agree with that. Uh, take a look. This, so, this last weekend at Winter War, how many unpainted armies did we have at an event where you did not need to be painted? Not many. One. Yeah. One. Yep, even on the bolt action side, there was uh, more painted minis than not. Yeah, which I is do know a that, good thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and it's and it's funny, you know, you mentioned that because you you know you're strictly doing 40k, talking 40k there. But I've been in a lot of different games the last six months or so. Everybody's paint from. Star Wars Legion to Marvel Crisis Protocol to Bolt Action to Heresy, forty you name it, it's there, right? So that, that's good. That's that's. I think that's what. Well, I I know that's what we want, right? No, absolutely. And painting's painted. I, I I don't care if you're going slap chop or if you're trying to just go all airbrush and heavy brushwork. Painted's painted, right? It's better than gray, no matter what. So yeah, it's nice to see. Um, speaking of hobby ADD, I've kind of been all over the place a little bit, uh, organizing, trying to get a whole bunch of stuff ready for Warzone Winterfront, and then obviously uh, preparing for mid-April here when we've got the Iron Without, uh, Fratricide and the Ghoul Stars, uh, Horus Heresy event coming up. So I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes background work, trying to get everything prepped for that. We're starting to dabble into dice territory, so we're doing some samples, half of which weren't available at the time. So then we decided just to throw all that shit out the window and rock out these really sick-looking green ones. Uh, if mm -hmm. you've been looking at the socials at all, you've kind of been probably seeing some of those pop up. Uh, and then, yeah, we're looking at doing tokens and a whole bunch of extra stuff for all the different systems we're going to be hosting event-wise, which would be nice. Yeah, they're pretty much that wicked 
neon green, which I think will pop a lot on the tabletop, which is nice. Absolutely, it will. Um, I did get a Chaos Space Marine Terminator painted up in my Black Legion colors. I was really digging that. I know I've totally dropped the ball in progressing my Germans for bolt action. They're primed. They're not bare plastic anymore. Counts you still color, got seven right? months. You still got seven months. That's true. Well, I won't, and it won't take long, <laughs> realistically. Uh, I am waiting on my um, Hitler Youth uh, from the 3D printing. Hitler Youth? In. Is yeah, that actually a kit they have in bolt action? Uh, uh, you can. They do, actually. You can buy It's a set of four models, I think. Um, yeah. I opted for a, uh, a 3D printed set of 12, so they're all kind okay. of different. And uh, they look le- legit like kids in German army uniforms and rolling with rifles and Panzerschrecks and all sorts of stuff, uh, which is cool. It's um, going to be neat. I'm also waiting on a couple uh, of motorcycles with the MMG. Just to, I wanted the army to play a lot different than my Americans, which my Americans were very foot-based and all over. And with my uh, bolt-action Germans, they're going to be a uh, an SS type of lead army. So I'm kind of looking forward to painting them up, having fun with them. Probably do my armored car up in a medic um, field car colors, right? So if you shoot at it, I'll just say that's like war crimes. And if you're firing at my Hitler youth, I'm just, you know, they're just kids. Don't do it. Um, Kind of one of those armies just, you know, to have fun with and uh, to kind of, you know, fuck around, make it a little controversial, but. Um, that's kind of the goals. I'm kind of waiting on a whole bunch of stuff because I'd like to spray it all at the same time. I don't want to get caught into this generational thing where, oh, look, I did three main batches of spraying my army and it's all just a little bit of a different color each time, uh, which sucks. If you start getting to be a chemist and start mixing into the airbrush too much, uh, you can very well come up with that. So it's better to wait for one massive session, in my personal opinion, and uh, do it all at the same time gone through that a few times yeah we've been there so especially with the heresy armies actually yeah yeah one and done that's it and write down what your formula is so you don't fuck it up because uh i've been there too you have a wicked test model and then you just can't remember what you did and that sucks (laughs) so was this a 40 40 20 or was this the 30 40 30 yeah exactly. was this game color yeah it's hard to remember so Oh shit! What what leather was this? Yeah, and you're like, God damn, this looks close, but it's not quite it. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. So uh, definitely stay tuned. The socials there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. Um, there's going to be terrain reviews coming, and then obviously all the kits and stuff that we're going to get from Battle Bling. So uh, lots yep. of exciting times. Uh, if you, uh, yeah. If you want to jump on the Patreon, like I said, to see kind of more behind-the-scenes stuff, that's kind of where we're going to be posting it first. Um, but besides that shameless plug, I guess we can kick off to actual event stuff, the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Warzone Winterfront. It was a three-round RTT for 40K, and then a three-round uh, gaming type, I guess technically like a narrative event for bolt action. Yeah, so, makes sense. Do you want to talk now, about this was... action first, or I'll go ahead, Arthur? Thumbs down, thumbs down. Bolt action. I'm <laughs> kidding. Get <laughs> in there. Go ahead, Arthur. Go ahead. This was one of the very first tournaments you could have played the new Arcs of Omen GT mission pack in. Yes. Uh, so uh, for, for those of you kind of out of the loop, every six months, Games Workshop releases a new competitive mission pack. And alongside that, they have some balance tweaks. And they throw in some some special like uh, abilities. So, for example, last season, uh, Space Marines pretty much got plus one to their armor save, as well as most power armor wearing friends. Uh, this season, they took that away, and they gave a new detachment for everyone to play with, as well as some balance changes. And it's shaken everything up. It's it's really taken some of the big top dogs, uh, and then ham you know hamstring them. And if they're a Tyranid, they hamstring them twice, and then it put a bolter right to their forehead, and then they threw a frag grenade in the hole, right like. Uh, there's been a lot of changes. So I was really curious to see, for this three-round RTT, uh, one, what the armies were going to look like, uh, how players are adapting their list building to the new game type, and and who was going to come out on top. Uh, and, and I was frankly surprised. Um, 
Games Workshop in their, you know, <laughs> their three edition tradition at this point, maybe longer, uh, I think four actually, uh, have given Space Marines some sweeping buffs and some free points at the end of an edition to try to make the poster boys feel like the poster boys. And they came out swinging. We had some people who are, are, are not typically the people you see at the top tables make a, a, a very close run to the top tables with some absolutely nasty Space Marines. Uh, if you are a Space Marine fan, if you like playing Heresy, if you've ever been 40k curious, now is the time to play 40k, because your Space Marines will feel like they read in the books. Oh. It was kind of wild. It is true. It is true. They kind of got uh, stripped back to their Codex release uh, rules, essentially, because Armor of Contempt's gone now. And uh, obviously being able to stick and stay in your Devastator Doctrine and not have to be forcing yourself to shift out of it was a big, a huge step up. Um, Iron Hands are definitely the boogeymen that they were back in 8th. But uh, there was a few different uh, chapters floating around. Like the Imperial Fist Army was taking names, man. Taking I names. had a great time watching. Uh, I watched most of Imperial Fists versus Votan. And uh, that game was wild. Yeah. Uh, Imperial Fists are, had some just some really good shooting, and I think he was playing some heavy has some heavy intercessors, so they they were kind of thick boys. Uh, but he was worse at geometry than the Votan player, and he kept leaving things lined up at lines. And and Josh, the our local Votan player, was doing some trigonometry and figuring out the Sokotoa to get the perfect angle on how to draw four or five people through one beam weapon. And he was just like yeah. pick up those five and pick up these five, and it was a lot of fun to watch. It actually made me kind of want to play Votan. I love the idea of beam weapons. I know they've been around since like 5th edition. Space Wolves had some beam psychic powers back then. Maybe even earlier. Uh, and whenever I've seen it on paper, I've been like, well, that's a dumb mechanic. But to see it in practice, and not against my models, I wasn't able to pick up my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was very entertaining. It was, uh, I felt like I was watching esports. Because like, Josh actually had to carefully place and put some thought into into his movement to try to maximize this, and it wasn't always just like one and done. Here's a line, uh, go to town. It was like he had to really. It caused him to really think and, and put his models in places where they didn't really want to be to to get those lines. It, I think it's a great mechanic. Yeah, it was pretty legit. Um, Isaac, you heard it here first that Arthur does want to play Votan, despite oh. his uh, early comments during release. The models are still fucking stupid. Except for the termies, they're pretty okay. They're growing. Growing on you? Those those bikes are stupid, though. Stupid good. All in all, all in all, the tournament, I think, was a good success. We had 22 people come out, um, and, and uh, 21 of them were painted. Uh, three were painted exceptionally well. Yeah. We had a bit of a, a run... Uh, on who was going to win Best Painted in there with, with the guy who took it home, Lukash and his Death Guard, an army that has been years in the making. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? There was very few judge calls. Uh, there's definitely been a shift in the community because we had some cutthroat players here, but they, 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 were, they weren't being cutthroat. They were being reasonable, making roll-offs. Uh, it was nice to see. It was nice to TO an event where someone wasn't trying to shank someone else in the parking lot. Speaks to our players locally. No, I, I, I definitely uh, feel the same to echo that point. I, I think the community itself is really starting to um, embrace that spirit of the game, that that gentleman's gaming, right? Where you don't want to don't want to catch anybody on a gotcha moment, and you don't want to capitalize and win because someone made a mistake or someone misjudged something. Like uh, there was a lot of playing by intent and vocalizing as I was walking around, and I think that's kind of one of the best ways to play your games and to and to be able to win is you want to win on your generalship skills and hopefully the dice gods are in your favor. You don't want to get a gotcha moment where you just completely fuck the guy and that to me that's not a, a good way to win. I'd rather we're both on our A game, we're both making the right calls. It's just, you know what, someone's playing a little bit tighter, making less mistakes essentially and uh, the dice are just in your favor to swing that way, so... Fuck it, never mind that. Cool. I want to win because I'm better at geometry. Give me some give me some of those Hecatronk land fortresses. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Are there any beam weapons in bolt action? Is that a thing? No. No, there's no really beam weapon at all. 
So it's uh, not even K forty seven. The uh, what's uh, what's the, the Voltron version? What was uh, I really enjoyed watching Josh play uh, the, the against the Imperial Fist this last uh, weekend. But what was your match that you found the most entertaining to watch while you were TO in Bolt Action? Oh, I'm gonna have to say there was uh, Chris and Jason that was on the front table that I paired up at the, the last the last match because it was right in front of me, and just watching them duke it out over this broken down church of Bill's terrain that he had there. And they're just hooting and hollering with each other, right? Just having a great time, having a blast. Didn't care if they were winning or losing. But just watching them play, you know, these two beautiful painted armies, German and uh, Canadians and whatnot, just on the board. It's always good to see players, like in bolt action, uh, you... You don't really have a cutthroat player in bolt action, to be honest. Like, everybody's really, really good with each other. Uh, you know, rules come up, stuff like that. And I mean, majority of the time, it's Andy, you know, come and, come and check this out. But uh, they're usually pretty good. So, um, but yeah, that match, just watching it and seeing, you know, the units kind of encircle kind of each other, whatever, and then come back few minutes later and it's like where the hell did that unit go what happened you know it, it just it changes so quickly and um that's the one thing with bolt action is even though you think you might have the upper hand in the battle just because of the way the system is the game system with drawing the dice it can instantly change like just super quick right because now all of a sudden you have four of your units actually activate and now you can do some work with them right so um so yeah, and there was a, there was quite a few other ones as well. Um, it was also good to see uh, our local player Tristan, who who actually took the spot of one of their guys who who couldn't make it. Um, he was just having a blast every game that he was playing. Right, he was super excited to be there. So uh, grateful that he came out and to fill in that void of a player. Otherwise, I'd have been playing. Um, but yeah, it seemed like everybody had a great time. You know, uh, in both systems. Um, and a lot of, lot of great comments, um, uh, just all around, right. About terrain, about the event, you know, uh, people love the missions. So it was really good. Yeah. So, um, that is something to be said. The, the bolt action tables are looking pretty legit and, uh, obviously the 40 K ones, like we, Strive to make them as best as they can be. So, a uh, lot, nothing but positive comments. Some of the best, best terrain that people have been playing on the last little while, which is really nice to hear. Um, the main focus is obviously to continue to improve and to continue to expand the uh, the collection. So, we're going to keep coming up with uh, nice terrain for you guys to play on, and moving forward, eventually probably start uh, shifting the bases to like the clear. Uh, plexiglass bases so you can actually see the objectives underneath so it's uh, just mm -hmm. more transparent and easier for gameplay because uh, essentially that's kind of what we're trying to cap like focus on it's our that's my main goal as a organizer is i want to have awesome terrain that people play on and makes the gameplay that much more um that much more fulfilling so but it was nice to see everybody enjoying it yeah, it's, uh, you know, going back to the terrain and, and the tables and everything, um, it, it kind of threw me off when we were there the Friday night setting up because I wasn't, I'm so used to setting up now a thematic kind of table, you know, for bolt action, right? For guys to play on and whatnot and, you know, busted out my two custom tables, which, you know, I have a, a theme to, you know, with Bacage and then like an industrial sector that's all fenced off. And then Bill's run down little village with the church. And then our friend um, uh, Jason, who comes onto the show with me a lot of times, uh, he let us use two of his desert maps, which one of them had like elevations to it, which was pretty neat because you don't see that too often, like hills and stuff anymore. Um, and then the other one was kind of a flat base, kind of like compound. But when we were setting up, and you guys are doing the, the 40k and whatnot. I, was, I looked over and I was like, why aren't you guys setting that stuff up? But then it dawned on me that 
40k the players player placed bro place the terrain right so it's like oh that's right that's right but then you know looking over at the bolt action i'm just looking at theme 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 right so now you know uh, later this year the whole plan is to get a couple more tables built you know with that kind of theme and also being able to shake up some of the old tables and, and change them up in a different way that you're still using that terrain but now the the you know the uh, the look of the the map kind of changes right so um like bill said definitely the goal to to get more terrain going especially on my side for bolt action um and then just making it thematic and then also working on special missions and special little interactions with like terrain in the actual mission um like i have the bacage which everybody loves and hates at the same time because it's just such a dirty grindy fight close quarters but there are rules for getting through the bacage and stuff like that and then um the other one was with the fences where you know your unit can go in and uh half your unit can spend time cutting the fence to make a hole and the other side other part of the unit is uh you know suppressing fire right cover fire so it gives it that feel that your your units are trying to punch through and, and uh, changes the game up a little too with you know objectives and whatnot so but everybody had a good time everybody loved loved the the, the tables they they really enjoyed the missions which um i actually took the missions from um the other podcast there juggernaut uh podcasting group there um so there were three different missions that none of us have actually ever played which was cool and it worked out quite well so um just shows that you know making some custom missions for at least for both action that is it could is definitely viable and uh just have fun with it really That's so awesome yeah nothing wrong with i am that. so appreciative to have a terrain like bill has for these events but uh to be able to have player place terrain mm. i have never lost a game because of terrain and player place terrain but i have lost more games than i could count because of uh like just terrain that's thrown out that you don't get Reset. an impact on because yeah you get a bad deployment against a really good shooting army and all of a sudden you don't get first turn well that's just gg that feels bad yeah and that's uh, that's <clears throat> the difference between the systems too right um so like bolt action you don't really get that too often well you, you got alternating activations right so like yeah it was i mean someone if they had the dice gods with them right maybe but that's alternating activation. Yep. So, different game, different mechanics, different turnouts. Um, we all we've all been there too. Like like you said, you just get that shitty side of the table. And, eh, okay. Well, this is one and done. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I do feel that the player place terrain really helps mitigate that. Obviously, having good terrain on the table helps with that. Is uh, like obvious, yep. pretty obvious that way. Um, I know even myself, like I, I've been, you know, showing up on Thursdays trying to get my uh, 40k on and learn more in the system and get kind of comfortable because uh, as 10th is starting to loom over the horizon, I want to get uh, my head wrapped around the rules enough where I can start to build armies and learn, like know my secondaries and learn just how to play the secondaries, which has been really helpful. But I, I, I've even found like getting into the habit of placing your own terrain and essentially kind of having a idea in mind when you are placing it based on the missions you're playing, it can really be impactful. So it's, it's a really cool added mechanic to the game that just seems to take it to that next level, uh, especially for match play. So, so speaking of 10th, like do you guys think it, it's going to be very different or is it well, going to be, there's been lots of uh, rumors coming out, but there hasn't been any official leaks. The difference between a rumor and a leak being a rumor is an unsubstantiated thing where someone just says something and a leak is what they have some sort of proof to back that up. And uh, This last year, we've had a lot of really good leaks come out between uh, the codexes. And like, honestly, GW is probably in charge of like the organized leak department. We haven't. It's been radio silence on the format and structure of 10th as far as leaks go. So to say what, what it's going to be into it, what it's going to be like, is, is hard to say. Is this going to be like a 7th to 8th carryover? Uh, where they, they 
radically change everything with an index and, and a completely new rule set? Or is this going to be like a 6th to 7th where they're they're tweaking, right? Um, we, we don't know yet. Mm. It's tough to say. I'd kind of prefer a tweak personally. I know that no wound rumor, which was fake, came out. And although I didn't quite hate it, I didn't love it either. Um, I just, yeah, I wouldn't mind the game to kind of get updated as is for now. And to play, you know, intent just to continue on and carry on with improvements that they need to make or that they have made. All the books get refreshed, essentially, from FAQ World, which would be pretty nice. Um, but that's wishful thinking, I guess, on my part, just because I don't like change. Too many systems, uh, a lot of different changes, additions, erratas, which can drastically change the way the army plays, which is good and bad. I guess keeping it fresh is important, too, so... Well, knowing that GW wants to sell another 30 codexes or whatever, however many there's in the game, uh, and nobody wants to buy a codex that feels worse than their current one, I am of the belief that indexes are likely. Because how do you take, like, all the codexes right now, they feel, I mean, for the most part, fucking awesome. Or they did when they came out. Yeah. Uh, and they, they did that by, like, pushing AP and pushing offensive power to a point where the game is, like, a little bit too lethal. That part's true. Uh, so, what do we do? Do we release another codex that's worse than the one we just had? Ever, like, that doesn't make sense. No, no one's excited about that. That's not going to sell models. Or do you sell an index and you put everyone at the same playing field and then start that hype train rolling again? Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's possible, for sure. Yeah, like I've, I've kind of been out of the loop for so long now that, you know, just watching your, the games being played and stuff, it's kind of hard for me to tell, like, you know, what's really kind of good, what's strong, what's not, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that's, you know, the question coming as, you know, what do you guys think 10th is, is going to be is kind of my curiosity, right? Because I do, I do want to give it another shot, right? Uh, I talked to Bill about it, um, try to, give 40k a shot i have i do have demons um all painted up and stuff but how viable is the army that i actually have compared to what people are playing and you know whatever the meta is um would have to see but yeah i um, can sorry to bump you i was gonna say i can see arcs of omen detachment going away i think yeah. right now <laughs> i think it's a right now like a big uh free for all play whatever you like hey this is awesome just no rules just you know summer party oh is that what that one is oh, and okay it's essentially you don't need troops uh you can take six elites or six heavy support or six fast attack you can make your army based on what you had to pay cp before um further detachments like the vanguard and everything else um which is really cool everyone gets to kind of you know really stretch their muscles gets to play whatever crazy abusive shit they can come up with my only issue with that is uh, eventually order will come and it'll probably come just when the season shuts down and they'll release it. And then the arcs of Omen will probably still be available like that detachment, but you'll probably be paying two or three CP for it now. And they'll have something else that rolls out with 10th. That's a little bit more balanced, a little bit more, keep things in check. I, I can only guess, but that's, I don't know. That's kind of my assumption. Mm. Yeah, I'd say it's fair to say the Ark's Omen detachment's going away. Um, and, and we will return to some sort of semblance of like a, a combined arms attachment. Um, I actually, I love the idea that armies should have troops in them. Uh, that makes the most sense to me. Uh, however, troops always feel really shitty. They, they've done a rather poor job at making troops feel cool. Because why do you want to buy a troop when you can buy the slightly upgraded elite version that does everything better and looks cooler? Agreed. Well, that's uh, kind of the issue is not all troops are created equal. So no. some troops are really fucking good and you can run with a sh an army of Har Harlequins or Scott yeah. Skatari, right? <laughs> yeah, and then Shout out to Scott who won Winter War with an army that has like a 38% win rate. Yes, you are the 40,000 Scott. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true, it's true. Not all troops are on the same playing field. I know even my cultists and chaos space Marines feel eh, kind of not great. 
I definitely don't mind loading up on possessed and terminators though. And like, do I really need legionnaires in my army? No, it feels kind of weird not having them, but a squad of cultists can do the job and it's cheaper. That's just going to get shot later anyways. But no, there, there are, there are some armies that the troops are phenomenally good. And are they like just custodes. Well, custodies, right? Their troops are pretty fucking strong. Mm-hmm. Custodies in general seem to be pretty strong, so it's just one of those things. Have either of you ever played Highlander? Nope. I watched the movie. <laughs> well, what's the line? There can what's only the be famous? One. There can only be one. That, that's it. That's it. So there's a there's a special type of warhammer that kind of fell off uh, during eighth. Uh, and that's the list building detachment requirement where you can only have one of a single data sheet um, with the exception of troops and transports. But in that case, you have to take one of every type of trooper transport before you can take another one. Um, so like, for example, back in the back in the old days of when space Marines were just space Marines and scouts, before you could take two squads of regular space Marines, you'd have to take a squad of space Marines and a squad of scouts. I fucking love the idea of playing a game of Highlander. Uh, Nobody seems like they're into it. Nobody wants to do it. Um, but I think that sounds like a hilariously fun way to play Warhammer, where you absolutely can't play just the most busted shit. Mm. It's more of a balanced, yeah. actual, like a balanced force. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Uh, I think that's a super fun way to play. Um, I think I'm in the minority on this one. So, uh, in the comments, if you've ever heard of Highlander, what's your take on it? How do you feel about it? Is that something you want to play? Or do you think that is just stupid and you hate it? Let me know. Yeah, it's, well, it's fair most, for sure. Mo- I mean, most games have some kind of force organization chart or army building and stuff, right? But like with, I mean, with 40k, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, you have three elite slots. It, it's not just just one unit you can fill those three slots with that same unit right or if you well, have four slots like i don't know three of that unit yeah yeah, yeah there's so a rule of three it, it, it they still have that eh? yeah kind of yeah. Uh, the rule of three is still a thing but like you're you're kind of on money with the detachments yeah so i mean whatever your detachments are however they're kind of structured i guess i mean if you don't really need troops or anything you just fill it up with fast attack or whatever you're taking on the you take those super elite units and you just that's what you're using you're plowing through other armies with them right like most people that play that are are serious players you know to a point kind of thing they kind of they look at units like that they're looking at those units like nobody wants to use the shit unit you know what i mean well that's that's uh, the thing with 40k is everything scores as well, right? Troops only really mm-hmm. come into play unless it's obsec, which it's number of models and you got to be holding the objective, which eh, there's there are some, I don't want to say gimmicks, but essentially gimmicky strats where you can turn off obsec or kind of remove that or add the obsec rules to certain units. I know my Black Legion have that ability to be able to do that. So it's just... There's ways around it, essentially, if you don't really want to use the troops. You can get by without, and your army will still do fine. So troops, I mean, essentially, troops need something to make them, like, worth taking them, right? Yeah. Like, be it something that you need for objectives, yeah. or... And for whatever, a long time, the case. that was obsec, but now you can give obsec to a bunch of random shit. Like, yeah. what do you want? Five oddsec... Uh, space marines or or five obsec terminators that are hard as nails yeah. i want the terminators so yeah i agree anyways i'm i am i am hopeful and 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 hoping that 10th will, will bring good things yeah. i think that games workshop uh has been on the money in 8th and 9th um most changes they've made i've liked barring uh, a few days of iron hand supremacy um and I, and I hope that they take the lessons they've learned with the last two years of, of ninth into account as they build towards 10th. And I think it'll be a great system no matter what. Uh, I especially love the fact that they release new competitive uh, rule sets and, and facts and updates uh, at minimum every six months, but really every quarter so that they can rein stuff in. Uh, I mean, obviously they still have a bit of like releasing stuff that's wild, selling a bunch of shit for 
six weeks and then toning it back. But uh, at least they're toning it back. Yeah. So it's all been good stuff. Well, it's, it's good. Go ahead, Andy. I was just going to say it's good to see that 40K is quite healthy um, gameplay. Like, you're always seeing it being played no matter where, where you go, like in the city, no matter what store you're going to, you know, or, or event. It's, it's pretty healthy and it's top of the tier, right? Like, it's top of the pyramid for games and, and whatnot. And uh, I, I can count, like, every time Wednesday night I go play my bolt action, the same guy there is playing orcs like every Wednesday night, right? It's like, you're here again, you know, but it's, it's good to see that, uh, that it, there's so much of it being played. And like, there's been so many new players just like, I don't know these guys, but I've seen so many new faces coming to these events and, and check playing in the different stores and stuff. Right. It's like, I don't know. It was like a, a whole different group of players kind of moved in and now there's just more and more and more, which is, it makes it really healthy for gaming, right? So, like, if that's your thing, if you if you love that hardcore gaming, you uh, want to get into that uh, tournament scene, competitive scene, whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't know. I think 40k is the, the the game, right? Like, there is so many other games out there, but if that's your shtick for for what you want your gaming to be, and there's and there's so many di- so many different tactics to it as well that blows my mind looking from the outside right so um which is pretty cool you know like i watch some of you guys play sometimes and i'm just kind of like holy crap what is going on here <laughs> you know there um, is one other game that i would jump ship for in a heartbeat and so help me god if they release it when i'm at adepticon they announce it mm. i'm gonna ship my pants to start with the b it starts with a b Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Blood Bowl. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Blood Bowl. No, 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 no. Mm. It rhymes with Adelfleet Othic. Yeah, Adelfleet Othic, eh? Adelfleet Othic. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So that drops, I think. Man. Yeah. Guaranteed, us three are in it. Um, but yeah, if that was the drop, Battlefleet Gothic, if it's announced and it's dropped. It, it's gonna well first off it's gonna be fucking sold out period whenever it gets if it gets released right yeah um instantly but you're gonna see this huge wave of, of players just switch over like instant you know from whatever system they're playing doesn't matter doesn't even be warhammer it's they're gonna jump on it so i'd probably sell off most of my power armor in 40k keep my jakari uh, but to fund my Battlefleet Gothic addiction, it'd be as what if so? What if they do Battlefleet Gothic, but it's like Heresy era? We talked about this at the event. Oh, why do we got to do? Why do you got to do this to me, Andy? <laughs> where? Why do you got to do this? If you cactus. don't support, yeah, the cactus—that's what it's for. Uh, if you don't support the Battlefleet Gothic era in Heresy. Then you don't deserve the 40k version of Battlefleet Gothic with all your. And you got you heresy guys. You already have everything. You got your little Aeronautica heresy. You got your heresy titans. Yes. Okay. Everything. Where's my Where's my 40k titans? So where's my 40k? Well, Aeronautica is there, but. (laughs) True. I I I honestly think like, yes, Titanicus is heresy era, you know. Uh, aeronautica is you can do both kind of thing with that but essentially i think that with those kind of games you could essentially go or gw could go with both systems with both universes i guess eras right they you know they say horus heresy is a historical for you know for for 40k 30k era kind of thing why couldn't they do that with the other games right same rule set, but you have these different units and stuff that all work, and there might be a couple different rules here and there and, and whatnot for technology and all that crap, and races, of course. But essentially, they could do that and come out with a whole bunch of expansions and, and books and, and model-wise, obviously. Um, and I'm probably going to say it's going to sell. Yeah. Right? 
wouldn't you just love to have an elder fleet? You know, to go with your elder? Yeah. Right? Holy Iron fuck. Warrior. Stop. Iron I can only get so hard, Andy. And then, Iron Warrior fleet for your Iron Warriors or, you know, for Heresy Era. Yeah. And then when that, like that comes out, you'll get uh, like an Eldar version of Titanicus. So you can buy and play Titanicus with us too. Yep. That, that would that would suck me into it. Um, I don't, does that wreck Titanicus for everyone else though? Like, are they upset if Eldar come into that? I don't. I don't think so. You way... could still play original, or you could play see, against see, all the Xeno races. See, and that's the thing is is, and I'm taking this from the historical side of things. Is like in bolt action, you have different eras: early war, mid war, late war. Right? Technology changes. You know, armies change. Other armies' weapons get better. All that stuff. Essentially, they can do the same thing, right? And there's that that gentleman's rule or whatever, and you can even forgo that. But it, you know, you're playing Heresy Era, then you're playing against the Heresy Era army. You know, you want to play the 40k part of it. Want to play your Elder visits orcs? Well, go for it. Or Elder visits your Space Marines. I guarantee you, those Space Marines from Heresy are going to be very compatible with whatever else they're going to go against. There's just extra little rules that they would just throw in there for 40k era, right? That's the way I look at it. You know, you have the Heresy era and then you have the 40k era. So, you know, maybe it's an idea. Who knows? But Could be. probably won't happen. I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably just target one. Never seen ever. So, they'll probably just target heresy, but, you know, sad panda over there will maybe get his elder <laughs> fleets in the yeah, future. I, I tell you what, you can always come and play with my fleet if you really want to get your kicks <laughs> for BFG. <laughs> it's hard uh, to you say, know what? though. If BFG drops, I'll, I'll play, but I, I don't see them just doing Imperial and Chaos. <laughs> they will absolutely release those. Uh, but, like, they're going to have to do... Is, there's not enough there just to do Marine Legions. Are right? you like, sure, bro? Are you sure? Come on, guys. Like, Why would you, why would you only sell two kits that people are going to paint in 12 colors when you could sell fucking Marines and Chaos Space Marines and Imperium and Admech and Tau and Necrons and it, Eldar it, and Tyranids? It, 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 like, you know, the, it all depends on, on their whole their whole thing of like how much they're going to put into the system. Well, right. knowing how much they produce these specialist games, fucking, like, nothing. So, um, but, like, the old edition, the, the well, I guess the current gothic <laughs> edition, um, yeah, it, it's 40k. I mean, you had, yeah, you have everything in it. I don't, I think it's probably going to be going 40k. It would make All more right. sense to go 40k because you can always play just Space Marines and call it heresy. You don't need anything special to do that. You can just paint them pre-heresy colors. Oh, here's my my Capital Cruiser. Oh, it's my Gloriana class. I'm ro I'm rocking in right. Um, the nice thing, and the only big reason I think that it's more probable that 40k is likely, is to support and come up with alternate ways where you can get into boarding actions. So you can have that sweet 40k fight. Oh, Imperial Fleet versus Eldar, doing your thing on the tabletop. And, oh, look, now we get to play a boarding action mission with your Eldar bullshit and my awesome power armor, and we can fight <laughs> it out on uh, boarding actions, right? Like, it's that's what I would do mm -hmm. if that was my game, is now you have another layer, and you can keep comboing up these layers to, you know, essentially sell the one game. It, to me, that makes sense. Yeah, I, you know what, that I, makes sense. I could just imagine the miniature. Yeah, new scale, like capital uh, ships. Yeah, I was just going to say, like scale, like how how are they going to go with that? Right? How big do you think they make these ships, though? Like, oh, fuck, man, I could see like a, a capital cruiser, eight inches. All the other ones maybe smaller, like six, five. Fighters. We're not playing with we're not playing with rhino sized. Uh, Rocks, are we like? Why not make it a four by six? You only sell a box set where you only need like six ships. Three B three. Fuck, could be crazy. What is this fucking battleship? B three to L five. You sunk my battleship, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah scale wise i mean i don't know like they've they've gone up slightly in scale with a lot of their miniatures why wouldn't they do this right i mean they'll they'll go up but like to what extent they go up remains yeah i mean titanicus was you know fairly fairly big for the miniatures and what they are um but it works quite well and there's a lot of real nice detail to the miniatures and, and what you can do with them so you know being able to like really customize your ships and stuff with all these macro cannons and everything else you know um bigger kits kind of a bit better for uh just playing around with that kind of stuff but we'll have to see i guess yeah no don't exactly it no, don't. what else what else oh the one big thing i, I do want to mention is uh for all you 40k fans out there, uh, August 19th, 20th, uh, I've got tentative dates booked. We're going to be dropping Iron Within again, everybody's uh, favorite event. Uh, that one will be a big, a big, uh, big boy version. It'll be 40 player, two day, five rounds of some sweet, sweet 40k action. Um, look for that. That's going to be dropping very soon, actually. Now we also talked about how uh, about, about doing some best in factions for yes. this, eh? Yeah, exactly. So you can compete for best general, you can compete for best painted, uh, but you're also going to look for best imperial, best chaos, best uh, mm. space marine, uh, best xenos, best space marine, best xenos. Yeah. Um, one of, one of the cool things about doing that is that like even if you don't win best general, you can still compete to that. A couple of different tournaments have done it in different ways in the past, where uh, to get that best in faction, they combine your painting and your generalmanship. And I really like that as a mechanic, too. It shows those people who are absolute diehard fans of uh, individual factions a, a bit of a reward yeah. for putting the time and love into their army. It's essentially like a pseudo kind of best overall, it seems. Yeah, it's, it's best overall in your faction. Yeah. Um, Which is a good way to do it. I, I like that. Especially being able to provide more prizing uh, for more players, it's a big thing. So that's it. Everyone likes going home with a little bit of hardware. Yeah, exactly. And, that's cool. Yeah, and putting through all the orders and doing all that behind the scene work that like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. There's going to be a lot more kind of swag prizes and more door prizes as well. Um, so that that should be a big. Uh, a big jump up again. So just got to you know what? keep moving the goalposts. It'll either be one of the first 10th edition tournaments or a, a, a say a, see you later to 9th edition. Yep. Yep. By the sounds of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting timing-wise, that's for sure. Exactly it. But I, I think that's 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 almost it. Uh, yeah. The last thing I'd really like to chat about if we got a couple minutes here is, is Adepticon coming up. Oh, yes. So I know that you two aren't going, but uh, but I am, and I'm really nice. curious about what we're going to see previewed there from from a bunch of different game systems. Ooh. So 40k aside, from the game systems you guys are invested in, do you see anything getting previewed there for you? Uh, uh, not for bolt action. Um, they're pretty they're pretty straightforward with the stuff that they release and whatnot. So they're always sending out newsletters and and uh, emails and posting stuff on their pages so they really don't have releases like that uh, okay. and they do a lot of vlogs too of what they're coming out with oh boy 40k aside i'd hope that they release finally some other infantry kits for heresy it would be nice. Um, like the despoiler kit? Despoilers, assault marines, destroyers, like the shit that we actually kind of want. Um, don't get me when wrong. Was, Tanks are cool. When was Heresy that box set previewed? Was it a Adepticon last year? Oh, shit. I can't remember. Maybe. Or was it was it the Games Workshop? Uh, was it Warhammer Fest? Might have been, oh, been Warhammer Fest. Yes. I think it was Warhammer Fest, but... Essentially, these are both yeah. coming around right away. Yeah, essentially, I, I would like to see uh, more infantry um, geared, even other uh, factions to get some love too. And again, like I like the tanks, the plastic tanks are cool. What I don't want to see is, hey guys, here's a Sakaran Punisher. 
Here's a Sakarin Arcus. Here's a Sakarin Omega, all in plastic, because I don't I don't give a fuck. I don't want to see four different variants of the same tank that you could have sold us an upgrade kit for. I have they see... gone through the whirlwinds yet? Uh, <laughs> no, no, but they did bring out the Sakarin <laughs> Venatar in plastic, which is like it's nice that we're all getting plastic, but it's nice for new players. Uh for the crusty old vets like myself and Andy. Um we have all that shit. We bought it all in dirty, dirty resin, and I'm ready for plastic upgrades for my infantry. Uh, it's essentially what I would really if, like to see. Yeah, if if I would have known that the plastic jet bikes were coming out that quickly, like after I had gotten the white scars painted up, you know, yeah, it would have been a whole totally different. I would have just waited on the scars yeah. until the plastic kits came out. So, but it is what it is. Um, it is. Yeah, I, I, is. I, I liked. I would like to see, uh, even though probably won't see much of them being used, is some of the flyers and the speeders. Yeah, right? speeders would be nice. Proteus javelins, right? Yeah, um, stuff like that. Uh, are they going to come out with plastic? Um, you know the uh, quad rapier batteries and stuff like that Kay. don't know you know that'd be uh interesting kits but yeah, like you said like like bill was saying just to mix it up yeah get a variety of units coming out right i don't know how their production is and, and what their timelines and all that stuff but i'm pretty sure it's already all made you know so i think it's tanks because tanks are easy right now um, although tanks aren't really great in the game, um, they're nice kits to have. It's just with so much anti-tank um, equipment available to all the infantry, and the infantry has a huge focus on it in the rules, tanks are kind of lackluster. Uh, but that's not to say they're not nice kits to have. It's just infantry would be a lot service a lot better as players. Um, as for 40k... The like the revealed omens and stuff like that. Obviously, with the lost child, I suspect they're going to show the lion. You think that's the Primarch, the lost child? I hope it's Russ, but I I suspect it'll be the lion because Dark Angels are coming out soon, and you know the lion Dark Angels got to have everything because they're the favorite faction for G Dub forty k or thirty k. So <laughs> they get the most bullshit. They it's really gone. do. They get the most bullshit. So. Um, the con. I'd He's love for back. Lehman Rust to come out. It'd be so cool, but I don't think it's going to happen. And then I heard rumors about a Primaris Dante. Yeah, I, I could see them. Uh, any any of the the characters from like these sub factions that haven't jumped the Rubicon yet, I'd say they're going to do it right. Uh, and I also think come with tenth, we'll see the upscaling of the rest of the the GW factions. Like they already upscaled that one Grey Knight's character, they'll upscale the rest of the range. Yeah, uh, and you'll start seeing your faction-specific stuff, like, uh, like, yeah, you'll start seeing your sanguinary guard upscaled, and um, I wonder if they'll go the route that they did for Primaris, where they'll be like Primaris sanguinary guard, or if they'll just release a new kit and just call them fucking sanguinary guard. I kind of hope uh, they just do a new kit. Like realistically, I really wish they would have just instead of shoehorning the lore like they did, I wish they would have just been like, hey, we're making the models bigger. Let it rip. Like, Primaris have a function, obviously, in game. They have a lot more strat support. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're better all around. Um, the well, I mean, they, cool. they, they're trying to make you not have your, your Firstborn Marines. what it is. I know, but let's be real. By probably, what, 11th, Firstborn Marines won't exist? They might yeah, exist in 10th. They might, but... Mm. They will eventually Legends them all. Yeah, yeah, do, that's do, the biggest thing. Do you think they're grasping at straws though for some Primaris after those uh, oh, the, the nerf, nerf gun those guns? Nerf, yeah. nerf gun slash super soaker? I I think model wise, yes, because they're like, how can we make this fucking cool with these big guns? I think what they're doing is they're filling a really nice niche role that Primaris don't have, which is like super long range shooting. They have eradicators. Everything's like really close up in your face, very aggressive. They don't really have a long range shooting like a Devastator squad. Um, but maybe modeling, yeah, they're reaching a little bit. They might be running out of ideas just a little bit. I think there's better ways they could have modeled the uh, 
You know what? Super Make some fucking jump packs. Release them. Release oh, your Terminators. That's a re- that's a rumor too. Is Primaris Assault Marines and Primaris Terminators coming out? So I suspect fucking, that'll be whatever. What Space Marine three point oh tenth edition. So uh, speaking of models and whatnot, what were those large? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what called large bulky Space Marines that are in those big suits. They look like Iron Centurions. Man. Centurions. Centurions. They are. Yeah. How often do you even see those? Never anymore. Not so much anymore. They still have some play, yeah. but not not a lot. They, you saw them in some some weird lists. Like yeah. uh, some Blood Angels are playing them for a bit, and uh, here here and there. But like, it's not a Primaris Marine. It doesn't get stratagem support. Why would you take it? They essentially got uh, kind of phased out by heavy intercessors slash aggressors. I think, anyways, because that's kind of what Gravis armor units do. They're still very tough. They're chonky, um, but they have all the strat support. So it's still very much they're they're kind of pushing the primary. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. And primary models, the scale's beautiful. They're nice kits. Yeah, they look awesome. Except for this mm-hmm. recent fucking super crack dudes. They're a bunch of turds. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, that's cool. Well, I guess yeah. we'll see. Uh, see what happens when. Absolutely. Yeah, l- let us know in the comments if you think we're full of shit or if uh, you're, you know, following along. And if you agree with our predictions, let us know what your predictions are. We do enjoy engaging with you guys on all the different, and girls, uh, and all the different um, social aspects. Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook in general. Uh, don't forget to use the hashtag Trident Wargaming because we still like to see all the painting stuff you guys do. It's uh, very nice to share the hobby love. And yeah, that's about all I've got for me too. Make sure you let Arthur know that his elder look pretty. Yes, yes. Please. My my happiness is tied to that positive affirmation. It is. And the links to his socials, uh, Charging from Deep Strike Studios, is in our description as well. So. You can also find the link to my OnlyFans. Ooh, woo. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> woo. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we will chat with you next week. See ya. Yeah.